the solstice episode. The longest day. What will happen when Sean, Chris, and Jake sit in the room for 19 hours while the sun is up and melt? That'll just get really well, sweaty. The sun is up and melt? It's June 21st, 2012. This is the Idle Thumbs Kickstarter Progress Cast, the 14th one. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Sean Vanneman. And here we are again. This was a lot faster. The Solstice Edition. The Solstice Edition, indeed. We are going to speak for the entire time the sun is up on the West Coast at whatever our latitude is. What parallel are we at here? One of them. The 14th one. <laughs> That's accurate, yeah. <laughs> I think that puts it somewhere around Cancun. But yeah, that's good. Uh, you played the, Are you playing the Civ Five expansion? Yeah, I am. I'm playing... Uh, Can, I have a question. Gods and Kings. Yeah, go ahead. Um, instantly. Because I mm-hmm. actually I thought about this... When I was thinking about this this morning for some reason. Uh-huh. And something about... We're just launching right in. Something about games like that that I was thinking about is mm-hmm. it takes me so long to play them in their entirety to feel like I have a mastery of the systems that I actually don't like expansions because they, they then they break nul- your knowledge. nullify my mastery. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think you would find that to be, well, I know you haven't played so five yet, but I don't, I don't think you would but find I that will. to be the case here. Thank you reader. Corey. It doesn't so. feel like that. I mean, I haven't played, I hadn't loaded up Civ five for, you know, I think my, I was looking at my list of save games and I think my last one was in, uh, you know, October or something. So, I mean, I hadn't loaded it up in in many months and it didn't really, I loaded it up and it's one of those cases where whatever they change, I mean, I can, some of the stuff is obvious. They added uh, like a religion system and espionage and stuff, but you know, any other more minor things they changed, I don't really even necessarily remember the nuances of what they are because it's been long enough since I played it. And also I don't really play Civ uh, in an attempt to gain mastery. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. for me, I go into Civ and it's entirely just about the experience. Like I start my civilization and I start doing things and I kind of think about what kind of Civ I want to make. And increasingly these days for me, I like um, trying to just build crazy culture, just pre- build tons of wonders and lots of built like cultural and religious buildings and stuff and have, so I've been playing the French recently cause they get culture bonuses. Um, and so I'm kind of less concerned, I guess about, uh, Thanks about, about like doing a really, really good job, you know, and getting the victory condition. Like, I just don't really, you're not concerned about doing a good job. Classic French. <laughs> oh, boom. Jesus. French slam. It's first of many. Nope. Come. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> Jake and Chris do not agree. No, America. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I, I just kind of, I just kind of play Civ games, uh, for, for the experience of it more than, more than anything else. And it's funny, actually, I was thinking about that when I was playing, cause we, you know, we'd been talking about the crazy Civ 2 game last week. So Civ had obviously been on people's minds and I was, and I was thinking about how much I always loved it when Nick would play, would talk about Civ 4, uh, on the older podcasts and th- those stories were always so great. And I know Nick is someone who who definitely much prefers Civ Four to Civ Five, and like I, I definitely think overall it's a better game. Uh, I think most people probably feel that way. But I was thinking about why I still ended up enjoying Five so much, 
you know, it's quite different in a lot of ways. And I realized it's kind of just be- as I was loading up the the Gods and Kings expansion, they like really demonstrated to me, I think, the reason uh, I like these games sort of for the reason I do and why Civ Five I like so much. It starts with this, it starts with a pre-rendered cutscene as Civ games generally do. And it's a new one for Gods and Kings. And it's, it's just, a, it's basically just a big narration set on top of like, a uh, uh, just a series of all of human history like they go you know starting from the stone age and like going through like the establishment of uh, religions and like the dark age and the renaissance and they just you know they just cut through all these different periods of right. human history basically a big montage and the narrator over top the same guy who reads all of the, the quotes in Civ Five, when you build wonders or when you research technologies or whatever, that guy just narrates this big thing about like just the sweeping scope of human history and like the grandeur of it all. And I'm like, man, this is fucking sweet. And it's I realized that the reason I like Civ Five so much is because it's like the most beautiful representation in the series yet of that stuff. Like it's just so there's majesty on display. Yeah, there's in so Civ much 5. majesty. Yep. There's so much eloquence and like grandeur. Uh, it's and. Elegance, I think, is what I meant to say. Actually, not eloquence, and uh, and so it's it's not it's probably not as good a game as as Civ Four is, but uh, but it's a more majestic game. Yeah, there's actually one uh, there's one part of Civ Four that is far superior in that respect. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things. There are a lot of things that are great about Civ Four, but the one thing I miss most of all is the soundtrack they use in Civ Four, which actually maps to yeah, I love that about like the game. yeah, different periods of human history, and like by the time you get into the modern era, they're using like john adams and like crazy mo- like sort of modern concert western concert music which is really oh, that's really cool you know it's really rarely seen in any pop culture thing at all uh which is really cool Just john adams was confused when his music was licensed for by a computer to interactive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um it's it's pretty awesome it's really cool and that's something they don't quite do in civ 5 but what they do in civ 5 is they just take it in a different direction and if you're playing for example a european civilization all the music is really just lush uh, orchestral kind of string stuff and doesn't sound like most video game kind of film soundtrack derivatives. It sounds like actual like chamber music or, or small orchestra, small scale orchestral stuff. And it's really good, but there's definitely a, a kind of grandeur of civilization aspect to it, which I'm sure is exactly what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just nailed it so much in Civ five that it is such a pleasure for me to play. Like you're this, this incredibly wonderful music is going and then you complete a you complete a wonder and like you hear this amazing quote from uh you know from the old testament or something and it's like god damn it this is so cool like it's just celebrating the breadth of human experience and that's something that i i really appreciate mm-hmm. um and so I, I was playing through the first night when it came out on steam i was playing through it as the uh yeah as i, as I said the french and I, it was like 3 a.m. It's been the, it was the first time in a while that a game had that I'd gotten into that mode where I'm I realized I'm still playing this game and I have to work in six hours and uh, and I was you know like doing in that horrible situation where you're kind of falling asleep in between turns for like 30 seconds at a time and you kind of wake up and like oh, oh build that farm <laughs> you as bumbling <laughs> civilization leader like, oh, oh. Four, yes four, no no, no four, definitely four, invest them here spy over there yeah. 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 And, the spies uh, no, I hmm. and i and like and i hadn't saved at all and i was up to like you know 8500 so i've been playing for a couple millennia 
and uh, and then the like the Germans came in and just sacked one of my cities, and it just totally like snapped me out of my trance, and I just I just right at that moment just hit Alt F four and just quit. <laughs> I didn't save or anything. I'm just like oh, done, dead. It was, it was really weird. Alt F four Germans. So I, I don't even know how I feel about the like particulars of the expansion. I just right. it was just sort of an excuse for me to get back into this like sensory experience. I guess is more it more what it is than anything people, else. It's been number one on Steam for like weeks. Yeah. Like it's been up there. I feel like it's been. Um, it must be that for so many people because I look at it and I think to myself, how is this going to profoundly change the game experience? Like, what am I going to see that's different? And mm-hmm. it's just so hard for me to buy, um, like. Uh, for games like that to buy the expansion i guess it's just it's such a difficult hmm. it's it's just i'm like the first statement was enough like i don't know even the idea of like oh here's 10 more civilizations and here's there are also game 100 I mean, more attacks here's you know it's hard i think for any of us to talk about it because none of us were really big civ 5 players i played, I played a ton of it i played oh, a did lot you? of, I played did a lot you, of civ 4 and a lot of civ 5 some of the stuff that's coming in this expansion pack there are new features but also it's supposed to be addressing like balance and actual yeah, gameplay right. issues I think that, that a lot of yeah, core they, Civ fans right. said were lacking from 5. So and that's I, part of, you know. I'm sure if I had been playing Civ 5 still up to this point, that stuff would be much more apparent the difference to me. Right, right. Yeah. I, just, I, played, I played a lot of that game, but, but I, you know, it, it's been like six to nine months since right, of course, I was yeah. into it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's more, a bunch of more Civs and like the religion is cool. Um, I like that there's not religion in the game. It's inter- interesting the way it works. Like you actually, only five religions can be founded in a given game. So like the first five players to reach the point of being able to found a religion, they get to establish one each themselves. Uh, and then no more religions can be founded at that point. So if you haven't founded one by the time fou- five are founded, like if you were going to adopt a, re- a religion, you have to adopt one that's actually been created by another player. And so there's this whole system where... Is that how it worked in previous games? Uh, no. No, it's not. Okay. Um, and so uh, this is so this is this whole like create a civilization where you can actually there's like different attributes that you can mm-hmm. select and and also those are first come first serve as well so like if you if your religion is based on like fertility rights which help your cities grow faster other religions cannot choose that basically mm. um, it's interesting and so you can name your you can name the you can choose from like set icons like there's the like the jewish star like the you know there's there's icons for like christianity buddhism like right. uh, islam etc etc um and you but you can also name them whatever you want uh, do you get to can you add your own icon in i don't i don't think so although they step. although civ civ 5 has steam workshop now so maybe i mean i assume it's heavily moddable and like every, so maybe a religion will be created yeah you got an idea jake no. You said that conspiratorially. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they won't get quite what they bargained for. But I don't know. We'll leave it up to the community. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever checked those out, but Nick Brecken made a tree planting mod for Skyrim that's awesome and yeah. a flower mod. It's all the same. It's all the same mod. He makes people just, demure. It adds the new shopkeep who will sell you seeds, which can grow trees. But then he, I think he also can provide you a staff which you just use <laughs> yeah. to blast flowers off into the world, which then makes enemies calm and happy. Yep. It's so Super good. Did. Watching that in his like trailer that he made, watching that troll to sit down. And, like, <laughs> he said, and this is hilarious and predictable, that the, like, the number one and number two requests apparently are to be able to chop down the trees and to burn the trees. <laughs> <laughs> People, I think, also want to be able to use them to build buildings, but that's all of those things are extreme. But I like that Nick made this deliberately kind of ridiculous... 
passive sort of celebrate nature yeah. semi-ironically thing but, got the, but the first thing people want is i really want to chop that shit down and burn it <laughs> good good orble redenbacher orble the womble oh what is a womble spaff told me once they it's like a park. like a it's it's like half a hobo Mix. Oh, it's a hobo that, and it's a puppet yeah. though it's, it's a real. hobo puppet that lives in a park and right i remember him telling us eats this. porridge yeah like eats your dog mm-hmm. shines your shoes i don't know <laughs> i don't think it does those things <laughs> i don't have any evidence that says that they don't <laughs> womble actually stands for go who often might bite large animals animals you really dropped the ball on that (laughs) you got so far animals is the british pronunciation of of animal is it also the british spelling yeah it's yeah it's like it's like like realized spelled with womble (laughs) that it's just me playing civ 5 at my own pace, like in this leisurely way, not just a golden about glow it. radiating yeah. out on yeah, your face. Right. Like it's Why, just... Gandhi? I will consider this trade proposal. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, just like fag, gay, noob, and word. Like, I, I don't even buy. I don't even buy military units at this point when I play. Like, I, no, no, we can settle this squabble as gentlemen. <laughs> I don't even have military units. <laughs> I think that's I think that actually might be another reason now that I think about it that I like Civ Five a lot is because the way that the game. The way combat works, you can only have one unit per hex. Yeah. And so it's it really favors the defender because you can't there's just a straight up limit to how many units you can fit around. Right, you can't just have the infinite some, wall of yeah, guys yeah. living a city. Yeah. And and your your cities can can bombard enemies within range and so on. And so I can it makes it you know, obviously if if another Civ really just decides to come wipe me out and they have a lot of military and I don't, obviously I'm just gonna get wiped out. But for you know, but they'll be subsumed by your cultural power oh, before okay. they get there. But they'll be marching you know, down the road, and be like, just actually this. The, yeah. This Justin Bieber is some kind of something. You know, he lives in the town we're headed to, and just kicked the shit out of. <laughs> Every, well, hold on, guys. <laughs> Wait a second. Here, listen to my iPod. They've been pumping this shit all over the fucking world. So Chris, Chris this that you are Bieber? like this cultural powerhouse, this engine of right, entertainment yeah. and art and music, and there's like. Holy shit! Did you hear this new Reba McIntyre? We can't blow the city up because <laughs> you've just been pumping out this yeah. cultural. I don't know. I like that. The idea of the turning, the soldiers marching towards your city, and seeing a beautiful painting and going, "We could never, never that." Yeah. yeah. Or we could sack it, like form a tontine, and the last one left alive gets that painting. That <laughs> is there a tontine support in the new version? <laughs> is there ta- yeah, that's important to know. Yeah, I, uh, unlikely. Hmm. How do you guys feel about an idle thumbs tontine? I think that that's illegal, and we're going to have to wait for the break to discuss the tontine. <laughs> Kickstarter video game. I know we'll do this one at Indiegogo. It's a little more underground. Kickstart a tontine. <laughs> the last one of us left alive gets your backer rewards. Oh, we need a we need a, re- a reward pot. Oh yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> so the progress update that we have for you guys is that we've formed a tontine and that's where the rest of the money is going. So Chris is at Chris is at a uh, an advantage, although he does live a, a reckless, uh, risky life with his hang gliding, rock climbing, and shark fighting. You're thinking of Far Cry Two. Mm. So shark <laughs> in that game. Oh, you're thinking of Far Cry Three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
blah, 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 blah. We have no updates other than we're really close in the video game into your hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so close. That'll probably be the next thing. That'll uh, probably be the first thing to go out. Yeah, digital stuff's probably yeah. coming out really damn soon. Mm-hmm. And that is that. What else? I'm playing FTL. Yeah, I need to get my beta. I, I backed it and I didn't. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's had the fastest turnaround of any Kickstarter that I've backed by far. Like, it yeah. ended maybe like a month ago. Well, there were like, so yeah, some Kickstarters just wait a really long time before delivering the stuff that they promised to deliver. <laughs> Fucking sucks. But this thing, this Kickstarter. FTL. Yeah. yeah. Should have backed it. Well, I mean, they did, they were really great in that they had already made, they made the game, submitted it to the IGF, mm-hmm. said, look, we need this much money because we want to pay these three people. Mm-hmm. Which I think is an awesome yeah. way to use the, to use Kickstarter. No, it's cool. I mean, the game yeah. the game was very very playable in the IGF already. I played it a lot in the IGF. Mm-hmm. That and uh, probably that and um, Gunpoint were. Ah, yeah, Gunpoint's the one I really 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 want to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, FTL is really cool. And they've, I mean, there's a lot of really smart changes they've made since since the IGF build. Um, although I guess most people listening to this, that won't make any difference. Um, right. For instance, the names of Smile Thumbs hosts appear. I actually can't find them anywhere, and the, I think that might have to wait till the final version because <sighs> I. It seems like all of the names in the in the uh, beta on Steam right now are all just they're all just single given names. Mm. Like I don't see any full names. But yeah, Nick and Steve and I we're all going to be in there. It's going to be sweet. I'll play that game this week. Yeah, it's cool. Are you you have the you have a key? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really fun. They're they're doing some smart things uh, with um, like trying to impose a little more structure into the overall thing like before it was just sort of you get to the end of a star field and you travel to the next zone and then you're in the new next zone but it looks exactly the same as the one you were just saying it's just another randomly generated map of stars at least now like when you go to the next zone you get a little choice like branching choices of like go to a rebel zone or a civilian zone or like an ng which is a race in the game zone or whatever um, it doesn't make a huge difference on the game so far, but you can see how some of the stuff they're doing is pointing towards. You could start actually choosing some focuses and actually making yeah, calculated moves for right. what you need to and do And you next. can start to unlock different ship designs. Like I've unlocked an additional ship now beyond the uh, the first one I had. And so the one I unlocked is like an NG ship and it's this weird blocky thing. And the weapons it comes with, neither of them do damage. They both just disable systems on the other ship. And then you have to rely on like an autonomous drone to do damage. And so just choosing that ship rather than oh, the default rad. ship means your play style is totally different. Like you end up playing a lot more conservatively because you can't rely on doing tons of damage. You can just rely on kind of keeping them at bay. So I find when I'm playing with that ship, whenever the enemy offers a like a truce or like, all right, just just leave us alone. Let's enter a we'll taunting. We'll, <laughs> we'll give you all this stuff here. Take some money and, and, and missiles and stuff. When I'm playing with that ship, I always accept it. Whereas when I'm playing well, with the silently ship, deploying drones. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, uh, let me just—I uh, got to offload some some weight here, and then you accept, and then you destroy them. Yeah, no, you can't do that, unfortunately. No, it's too. But bad. that would be awesome. New feature. <laughs> so, if, I mean, as a backer, I think you have the. We actually, I backed the game. We have a little leeway to ask for a couple features. I think, which is mm, secret yeah. drone deploy and a t- taunting barter system. What, why are you guys? What are you? Why are you guys so into it. tontines today? I don't know. Oh, I just ran one now with you. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess you'd have to be into it if you're in one. You gotta be super into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty important. No, I'm sure it's actually because of the fighting hellfish episode of The Simpsons, where uh, Grandpa Simpson and all of those guys have the big vault underwater that was full of uh, stuff that they looted in the war, and then they 
formed a secret society and he was the last one left alive. It's a really Did good you episode. Did just watch that the other day? No, it's just it's a classic. <laughs> what? Anyway, it's good. Good Simpsons. It's weird. Sorry, I'm going to talk about <laughs> The Simpsons for half a second. It's weird <laughs> that there is a generation of people who, at least like a certain group of culture, but it's pretty large amongst people our age and probably within five to ten years on almost either side who can religiously quote like seasons two through seven of The Simpsons, like just to death. Like that's just shorthand for people still who are like to this day, people will just the say things. Yeah, exactly. The fucking goggles. But that show is still on the air and there are people who are now old enough to drink for whom that show is absolutely nothing and we're quoting 20-year-old content of a still-running TV show. Like, that just strikes me as really weird. I don't know. I'm sorry that I'm talking about that. It's just... <laughs> it, it just There's, like, there are some younger people at work uh, who just don't give two shits that that show's ever existed even though it's been on their entire life. It's, it's really odd. That's all. Sorry. There's probably a lot of people listening who fit that description. I know. It's weird to me. Like, the Simpsons... That Simpsons hit and run game was really fun. <sighs> Sierra. Published that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vivendi. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Sorry for talking about the Simpsons. It. It's just, Fun. it's such an odd thing that there, there's still new episodes of that thing that yeah. everyone stopped watching. There are people also... who have been alive less years than the Simpsons and are at a bar on the corner, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's weird. Anyway, sorry. That's okay. I'm sorry, everyone, okay. for talking about <laughs> the Simpsons. That was our Mega McCheese I should track. I should talk about Bart versus the Space Mutants, maybe. God, that game. That game. What? We what, could Sunday stream that game. What is that? That's is the, that? NES, it's the NES. It's the NES Bart Simpson platformer. You had I've spray paint that, that used. There's Bart versus the Space Mutants, and I think Bart versus the World was the second one. I like the Space Mutants. Yeah, everyone likes Space Mutants better, except that really the hard. the overworld music in Bart versus the Space Mutants is just like a one note square wave NES rendition of the Simpsons theme song. Oh yeah. So you just have this thirty second loop <laughs> that includes like a MIDI version of Lisa's saxophone solo. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's really bad. But that game's pretty sweet. That game's awesome. Tune in. <laughs> Saturday morning stream, Jake and I, re- re- revisiting our shitty childhood. You didn't play, oh, you didn't have consoles. No. Yeah. You missed out. Oh, Chris played uh, X-Men, X-Men, X-Wing versus the Space Mutants. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Bart Simpson versus TIE Fighter might have been better. <laughs> <laughs> Progress casted. <laughs> clunk, clunk. Uh, the phrase is progress oh, cast. Okay. Well, wow, that sucks. <laughs> it's actually a recursive. Can we acronym. get some silence, please? No, the last letter <laughs> made the silence space is Womble, but it's spelled vertically in that case, so it connects mm. to the e. visual visual word goofs on the radio. <laughs> visual word goofs on the radio, episode fifty-eight. <laughs> I'm seeing them actually tomorrow night at Amnesia. The Wombles. Um, the Wombles. <laughs> the Wombles. They're and uh, vertical word goofs on the radio is opening. Oh, for them. Visual word goofs. <laughs> visual. On the, radio. Geez, the yeah. Wombles opening for <laughs> vertical word goofs on the radio. Yeah. yeah. Visual. Did you say vertical? I said vertical, but they should have been okay. visual. Oh, I thought you said visual. The original, the original joke one was visual. Was this is when the band got back together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, minus the original lead singer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Minus. Yeah. Like red vertical when he left yeah. the band and they changed to visual word goofs. Yeah. No, the way around. Oh. You got it mixed up. I don't really follow the wombles. <laughs> Show me the blueprints. 
Show me, show me, show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. It's the wave of the future, wave of the future, wave of the future, wave of the future. Show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. Did they say all the blueprints? Or did they say show me all the blueprints? Show me all the blueprints. Show me all the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. It's the wave of the future, wave of the future, wave of the future. It's the wave of the future, wave of the future, wave of the future, wave of the future. You know what? You guys show me the blueprints? How many of the blueprints would you like to see? Mr. Mr. Hughes. I have all of them. Oh, I want all those blueprints. All of the blueprints? You want to Give be shown? Give me them all. <laughs> so, screen test for uh, Howard Hughes and the Aviator. Take one. Uh, Chris Remo. <laughs> um, could you give me those blueprints, please? Oh, say it again. Uh, I would like those blueprints. Keep saying it. Um, please give me those blueprints. I would like if you would give me those blueprints. Keep going. I I really need them, the blueprints, I mean. So the thing with, with Howard is he would continue mm-hmm. to say the same thing over and over again. So you're, you're oh. saying you're asking for the same thing, but oh. you're not asking it in the same way. Oh, I see. You should. Okay, I, okay uh, aviator screen test, Howard Hughes, uh, Chris Remo, <laughs> take two. I need blueprints. Give me blueprints. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> just, you just become a robot. I need, you just become the uh, Ghost Rider Max. I need blueprints, all blueprints. <laughs> when the cast comes back for real, it should be called the death of Gunga Galunga. Colin, show me the blueprints. Colin, show me the blueprints. <laughs> I wonder how long it's going to take for readers to realize that Jake, our divergence into Dadaist commentary is simply because we don't have anything to talk about.